It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hello and top of the day to you. I am Alex. That is Matt. And prepare yourself for a very, very big breakfast as well. We've got the extra hash browns. We've got the extra sautéed tomatoes. Mm, uh, and we've got a bit of be... spinach and some relish. <laughs> Tell you what, the wilted greens are looking really hot today as we uh, move it through this uh, show on a Thursday. Coming up later on, not only do we have Nick Cody, very funny man who's going to be joining us, not only Matt will I be revealing a couple of friends who are going to be helping me out create the uh, fully-fledged song that is going to be uh, using... Brendan from Perth's uh, Bins Go Up, Bins Go Down as a base. More uh, collaborators. More collaborators uh, are going to be jumping on board. But up next, I'm going to be giving you uh, one of the best segues of all time. I mean, yesterday I was on fire uh, when we were talking about the new toilet on the International Space Station. Well, Matt, there's a lot of shit going on in the world at the moment. <laughs> and there's a lot of shit going on off the world at the moment. I was very proud of myself. Okay, so, really? <laughs> you had a good, good laugh. What I'm saying right now is I am going to top it as we introduce the uh, the uh, next segment up next. Dude, that's a big call. Hey. It's hard to beat perfection. I know. It's very difficult. I'm going to try. That's coming up right in like six seconds uh, when you're listening to All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Hello. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Well, Matt, they call us the sunburnt country, but at Recently, we've been looking like the country of shade because some shade has been thrown. People waited six <laughs> seconds for that. No, fair call. It was worth it. It that's, was worth it. That's it. Uh, because some shade has been thrown between the Victorian Premier and the entire state of South Australia. Uh, Daniel Andrews, Premier of Victoria, saying this yesterday. Well, look, I don't want to be offensive to South Australians, but why would you want to go there? Why would you want to go there? Holiday here. The best experiences in our nation are right here in Victoria. Why would you want to go there in uh, response to South Australia leaving Victoria out of its upcoming travel bubble? I mean, the beef is large. The diss has been thrown. And so we thought it's only fair to get a response from South Australia. Um, You know, they've produced many uh, good people over the years. None more so than our guest right now, MC Suffer from the Hilltop Hoods. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Are you in Victoria, Alex? I am originally from Victoria. I mean, I wish we could. We were talking in better times, but much like the olden days, uh, if you were in France and I was in England, uh, our countries are at war. There's nothing that can be done. What wow. you, we are now mortal enemies. Are we talking civil war? Is that what we're talking? Well, I'm not mean, Matt. civil about it, mate. Did you hear that audio? <laughs> oh my goodness, Matt. How do you feel about this? Because I feel like it's one of those things where Sydney and Victoria have traditionally had the beef. In that, I mean, you know, Sydney versus Melbourne. In that Melbourne hates Sydney and Sydney doesn't care because it's better. <laughs> so what, how does South Australia, you know, you being from Adelaide, feel about uh, this shade getting copped from Melbourne? I only read it. That was the first time I heard it. It doesn't sound as bad when you hear it. It sounds like it's just being, it's more being positive about Victoria than he's being derogatory about South Australia. Mm. But... <laughs> Having said that, he also does sound like the guy that got turned down with the girl and he's like, I, well, I'm not interested anyway. Didn't even want to. Didn't even want to go to South Australia. So <laughs> why are you even asking? It is a wee childish. There's lots to come here for. We have beautiful beaches and incredible wine and um, 
beautiful countryside and zero cases of coronavirus. That's <laughs> 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 the uh, view tourism slogan for South Australia. I, think. I mean, because the South Australia... We've got it on our licence plates. You wouldn't even know because none of you can come here. It's on... <laughs> you see a South Australia licence plates going past and yeah. just say no, the, the no corona state uh, at the bottom of it. But it is really We've the South Australian the Premier... Airport, it's like a factory with no injuries. The number goes down. Like <laughs> <laughs> That is it. Well, the Premier responded back with a video showcasing a lot of the things you mentioned, you know, the, the beautiful wineries and the uh, mm. activities that you can potentially do. But, I mean, I, I've... Don't think that that'll settle the beef. I mean, hip hop synonymous for beef. You've been dealing with it for for many years, Matt. What what sort of advice can you give for the politicians when it comes to you know a potentially a diss track? Look, he's already lost in a way by showing how annoyed he is. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the you got to be cool, calm, and collected. The the stone the stony face. Yeah, and look, I don't like our premier. I <laughs> wow, shots fired <laughs> internally here. There's the civil think... war we were talking about. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it should be surprising to you guys that a guy that's been making hip hop for twenty years doesn't like his liberal liberal premier. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care if he kept us safe from Corona or not. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like the guy, but. At the same time, Andrew, like, he's just shown his cards. And you know where he screwed up as well? Like, he's got that, um, what's that New York governor, the, the Cuomo? The Cuomo, 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 yep, yep. He's got that thing where people are like, yeah, he listens to the science. He, he, he could be a real leader. He could be, like, he could be a contender. Mm. And if you want to go into federal politics, Guess who you're going to need, buddy? Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> South Australia vote. Maybe you have to try oh. and get Nick Xenophon out of retirement to uh, be his right-hand man. But, I mean, he's, he's no stranger to uh, being on a, on a track. Uh, someone remixing, I think it was Mashton Kutcher actually, remixing uh, his press conference of <laughs> telling people not to get on the beers into a more pro-beer song. Get on the beers. That's your civic duty. That's what's most important. And that's what must be done. Beers, 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 get on the beers, beers, <laughs> Daniel, <clears throat> beers. Thank you, pardon, Daniel Andrews, <laughs> bringing the heat on that remix. Uh, so where does this leave us, Matt? I mean, would me and Matt would love to come and visit you in South Australia. We're not <laughs> allowed to. What will you be doing uh, without us there? Look, um, I don't want to rub anything in. I'm about to go with my family to a pub. I don't know what, <laughs> what you lot are doing, but... Um, <laughs> Just getting on the beers. <laughs> just can you I'm maybe just like be sitting at this pub, just touching my face, just <laughs> <laughs> just licking everyone else's glass rims, oh, just, just, just getting right in there, just coughing in people's mouths. <laughs> All right. Well, look, suffer on behalf of Victoria. Apologies for any 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 way that this was misconstrued as a, a diss. I mean, hopefully our states can once again live live in harmony. I mean, from Warnable, I'm only two hours from the border. I'd go to Mount Gambier and play paintball uh, as a child. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can... Showing your credentials, nice. Exactly. I, I feel like I feel a very affinity with the state. So, um, look, apologies. Well, let's just keep it between these two clowns. Okay, okay. well, yeah, yeah how about we okay. all get along now and go and spend <laughs> our tourism dollars all across this great land when we yeah. are allowed. But follow the rules, but also be friends with everyone. Safa from the Hilltop Woods, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really, really appreciate it. Let's keep calm. Let's stay civil, and we'll catch you next time. See you guys. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz.
Do you think you'll have kids, Alex Dyson? <laughs> I think we're a month in. That's the third time you've asked me that. Are you okay? Mate, I'll tell you what, every day you learn something about yourself. I, every person who goes into parenthood, they think, I'm not going to be one of those parents. I won't do that. I'll be different. Bullshit. All yeah. Right? Well, the, the thing I'd ask myself is, would I post, would I be that in love with my child and want everyone to see my child as much and post them on social media a lot? Because I like to think that I wouldn't. No. And it would be all you, about me. You do. You beca- like, <laughs> but then I thought you wouldn't, but you do. <laughs> I didn't think Veronica Milsom would be, and she does. It is astounding how much you love this little person. You're so proud of them. Anyways, um, so yeah. So, and one of the things when, before you have a kid, you think, and this, before you have your first kid, you think, oh, we're not going to use a dummy, right? That's what you think. You think, one, you'll be so good at parenting that possibly your child will never need a dummy. Or that you will have a child that is so patient, so understanding, so aware of their thoughts that they will never require some sort of habitual mask to, uh, to you know, to, to a, pacify A literal pacifier. Them. Yep. Yep. But lo and behold, you're on a flight at 9.30 p.m., look, staring down the barrel of 12 hours in economy. People are looking at you mean and the baby's screaming and suddenly that that dummy's going straight in there and you don't look back, right? Well, how how else are you meant to have a dummy spit? I mean, you need it there in order to have the the literal spit. Mate, it's just lucky that I had a few spare from my raving days. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, But anyway, getting them off the dummy is then the difficult thing, okay? So right now, we're in a stage where we need to get our daughter off the dummy. Now... You can't just throw it away because they will lose it. Absolutely lose it. Because every time they go to go to bed and they go to reach for where the dummy is, they will literally crack it and you cannot stop them from losing it. So my partner bought this little system, right? Bought it off online. It's got five different dummies on it. And as you as you go down the numbers, the length of the actual dummy just gets shorter and shorter <laughs> until eventually the baby's this... just sucking on some little nub and goes, Wait. well, what's the point of this, right? Is this like some sort of dummy methadone clinic? <laughs> like... Where the dosage gets yes. lowered? Yes. You weed a, ba- a baby it is... addict? It is literally the same principle, okay? You're weaning them off it. You, you are doing that, okay? And they know. Because you put it, you give them the new one, right? It's a little bit shorter. They put it in their mouth and they just look at you. They just think, what am I, what am I some sort of idiot? I know what you're doing here. And you realise you feel bad because you've been lying. You're tricking your child. Yeah. And you find out that all, your whole parenthood, like so many strategies revolve around tricking your child. My partner's decided, okay, we're only going to tell Sophia that um, the cafe only sells uh, baby chinos on Sundays. They do not sell them any other day. They only sell them on Sundays. So that's when we can get them. And I just realized that parents just lie to their kids all the time. So we asked you, what have your parents lied about? And when did the penny drop? Josie from Newcastle, uh, what did your parents lie to you about? Yeah, so um, mine's not so much just one lie. I would call it a web of lies. (laughs) We're up to a web. Oh, goodness (laughs) gracious. That is no good. 
So the, it's a two-parter. So the first part is is that I had a bunny rabbit when I was little called Nicholas that my parents purchased from a girl that lived down the street. Um, anyway, so I've gone out Easter morning to go and feed Nicholas and um, and I realised that he's not in the cage. So I go running inside and there's tears and I'm crying and I'm talking to my parents and I said to my dad, I was like, Nicholas is gone. Where Where is he gone? And dad goes to me, oh, you know, he, he probably just ran away with the Easter bunny. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So, like, I'm eight years old. So, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I just move on with my life. <laughs> They're both you know? rabbits. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Makes I was like, that, that makes so much sense. But anyway, it was probably about six years later that I said to my dad, I just have this, like, memory of Nicholas in my head. And I said to my dad, I was like, what actually happened to Nicholas? And dad goes, well, I've got a really funny story about it. I can tell you now that you're older. Um, he said, <laughs> after after we got Nicholas, um, it was about two weeks in, and he said that Nicholas burrowed out of his out of his house, and he said that he put his arm into the burrow and he couldn't even feel the end of it, and he thought, oh my god, like panic stations. Anyway, two days later, our neighbour came over and was like, oh look, I've got your rabbit in a box, like is this Nicholas? And Dad looked at it, and went, oh yeah, that's definitely Nicholas. So I ended up raising this rabbit for six years. That wasn't Nicholas. Well, no, it actually wasn't Nicholas. It ended up being the girl that we bought it off. She had lost her rabbit and my dad did the old switcheroo and just told me it was Nicholas. I looked at photos and they're actually completely different rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) You raised a completely different rabbit that wasn't your own. Yeah, and then that rabbit ran away with the Easter Bunny, so we've just come full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness gracious me. All right. You're right. It was a a web, potentially a rabbit warren of lies uh, (laughs) brought there about your parents, Josie. Thank you so much for chatting to us. We've also got Tim from Melbourne. Hello, Tim. Hello, guys. How are you today? Well, thank you, Tim. What did your parents lie about and when did the penny drop? Oh, mate, I've been hoodwinked by them several times. Um, First one was, you know, when you're driving and you've got the ceiling light on? Um, mm-hmm. I was told you're not allowed to have that. That's illegal when you're driving. Someone else isn't it? Wait, isn't it? No, it's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the penny's just so... dropping for me right now because I never have that thing on. I didn't think it was allowed. No, it's it's illegal. It's yeah, and I've t- spoken to so many people and they've had the same thing done to them by their parents. Goodness. Oh my god! I totally thought it was illegal. I think we've all. I think the country's yeah. been lied to. <laughs> So, so is it just the why do why do parents do this? They just don't want people putting the light on, or were they lied to by their grandparents? And this goes back <laughs> decades. <laughs> I think you have to carry it on with your daughter, Matt. Yeah, tell that's her that it. I'll be future. telling her. I was driving along just the other day, driving home from Coffs Harbour, and I was thinking I shouldn't be doing this because we were feeding it. And I was on the lookout. I was like, if the cops come, I'm turning this light off. Oh, wow. Just me. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks, opening Tim. our eyes about that one, Tim. No and problem, boys. finally, we got Blaze from Sydney. Hey, Blaze. Hi. Now, your dad told you a, a bit of a porky. Well, um, this one was, I think, actually good parenting because my dad told me that, I mean, one morning I found a spider in my bedroom and I was terrified that it was going to be in my bed. And my dad told me that if I make my bed every morning, then the spiders can't get in and I won't get any spiders in my bedroom. Oh, (laughs) that is genius. Good. Everyone run out right now. Because there was that myth of spider, you eat more, you eat like, Two spiders a year in your sleep, or something yeah, like that, eight on in average. Your lifetime, or something. I don't, because like I make my bed every day, boys. So no <laughs> oh. spiders in my sleep. I'm a spider-free diet. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. So does, now, do you still make it knowing that those spiders are getting in? Is it just like a habit? 
yeah, it's a it's a good habit now, and now I've always got a beautiful bed to go into at the end of the day. So he really genius. drilled that one into me. <laughs> wow, what other what other good parenting slash lies did you get? <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad uh, used to tell me that I love dessert. I have a total total sweet tooth, so I absolutely love bugging um, down on ice cream. And my dad used to tell me that if you ate after eight pm, you would get quite sick. So no one was allowed to eat after 8 p.m. And people would always get to the ambulances would be really busy and then the hospitals would be really busy. So he used to guilt me into not having dessert. If it was after 8 p.m., he'd be like, oh, Blaze, it's too late. You can't eat after 8 p.m. We can't risk it. So I never never got to eat my ice cream and I was always so disappointed. (laughs) So is that also a a little hangover from that, that you don't eat after 8 p.m. or have you suddenly um, been your own woman? Nah, screw the rules. I eat whatever I want now. <laughs> oh, very oh, nice. Absolutely. There we go. Love you it, eat Blaze. everything except for spiders in your sleep. Um, <laughs> That's thanks, right. thanks so much, Blaze. Really appreciate the call. Cheers, Blaze. Cheers, Blaze. Bye. I smell toast. Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. So, Alex Tyson, we've been running our mundane song competition. The winner, Brendan from Perth, coming in with a with a soon-to-be classic, The Bins Go Up, The Bins Go Down. And you have enlisted the help of your partner, Woods, to uh, create the song. But yesterday you said, now suddenly you're creating two songs, apparently. Well, we thought the lyrics were so good of this song. The melody was so wonderful that it deserved different, you know, incarnations. This was Brendan's winning mundane song that he uh, sings whilst he's in his garbage truck driving around the uh, streets of Perth. The bin goes up and the bin goes down to the end of the street and I'll turn around. Do I go left? Do I go right? Hang on, I need to turn around. <laughs> it's, um, turn around. It's classic classic stuff, but we realised, uh, myself and Woods, whilst getting through the story of the bin man there, that there's two sides to it. There's the the fanciful bin night that you and I, all these laymans, go through once a week. We put out the bins. But if you're in the middle, if you're in the driver's seat of that truck, every night is bin night. So we thought yeah. we could do two different songs. One for the kiddies who wonder what happens to their rubbish every week. And one for the garbologists who sit there day <laughs> after day and go through. So we're going with yeah, two sides no, of things. Okay, look, Dyson, you say that. But you're forgetting to mention that you only asked your partner, Woods, whether you could write the songs, like, at two days ago. Now you're suddenly claiming you're going to write two songs that are due tomorrow. Well, that's why so, I need professional, talented people to help me. And I've actually got a couple of them on the line. Uh, please welcome Didiri and Rose. Hey, gang. How you doing? So good. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Didiri, uh, you may know as a musician from the mean streets of Warrnambool, uh, who has gone on and uh, been in the uh, Eurovision Australia Song Contest recently. Song Hey Jude, I voted for. Uh, hey Jude, Jude. Uh, Dids, <laughs> I voted for Triple J's Hottest 100 uh, when it came out as well. And uh, Ro, not only have you released your own music, including that song with Didiri uh, T Stains, that you used to be a ukulele instructor. So let's start there. Tell me about the uke. 
Oh, yeah, it's a mean little beast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> My father's a loser based in WA. His name's Scott. Wise and he he made all my instruments, including my ukulele. So I've I've had this one since I was a kid. It's got my surname on the headstock. It's got Wise, oh. and it's like a traditional Hawaiian. Uh, yeah, it's a really good one. So you know we're not going to be skimping on the quality with uh, recording this uh, garbagey song. <laughs> all right. Well, I can't believe it's not that... a garbage song. It's a garbagey song. <laughs> that Alex Dyson has. Recruited the help of more professionals to do his dirty work. But uh, are you annoyed that the ukulele just doesn't get the respect it deserves? I mean, often just flung around the house by little kids, you know, smashed about. How do you feel when you when you think about the uke, you know, and the respect? Oh, look, I grew up uh, just sort of um, having so much utmost respect for it because as a young female singer-songwriter, it's a great instrument to ride on when you're starting out because you can top line over it really easily. The Definitely are, a gateway, yeah. a gateway instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the musical I love drug. it. I understand there's like really crappy quality ukes out there that are made that mm. you know you kick around, but you know I've got an appreciation for them too. They're the ones I want to have tech festivals and give to my. Uh, Silly friends to play around the campfire and not be worried about doing things. So. Absolutely, I would have definitely been one of your silly friends. I had a like a shitty. I think you're pretty twenty dollar twenty dollar mahalo. Okay. Oh no, you can't. You that's dolphins. An affront to the uke. Well, Diz, you've started a uh, a new hashtag that you think everyone should uh, pick up a uke. What is that? Yeah, absolutely. During this lockdown, it's uke till you puke. We got to <laughs> <laughs> gotta be. Getting this hashtag started, everyone. You can do it. You can do it. That's what we want to be starting tomorrow (laughs) when we record the uh, the kids' version. And Dadiri, you know, as well as being an incredible singer, I've also got you on board because you've got pretty good pedigree when it comes to creating kids' songs. Can you you tell us about your father Barry's uh, projects whilst whilst you were growing up? My father's been a children's singer-songwriter for my entire life. I, um, I used to be his sound engineer when I was like, what, eight or nine, I think. I, used to I don't know, I wasn't there. Go on tour with him. Sound engineer is a loose term. I think I just turned the volume up and press play on the iPad. But, um, yeah, I originally started performing actually as a juggler, as the opener for my dad. Oh, too um, good. So, oh, what, what, wow. what were you juggling? Just balls, uh, the battens, clubs? Did, you, get, did my, you hit knives? My signature was uh, a banana that I could peel and eat. Um, oh, <laughs> this is big which, time know, here. Yeah, big big time dangerous stuff as well. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, and now, yeah. now I see you on Instagram, you're knitting. I am. I am indeed. Lots of, I, I think I was prepping for... A lockdown a long time ago, to be honest. Lots of, <laughs> lots of very, very homely uh, habits. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I've been knitting beanies for my mailing list, which has been really fun. Oh, um, goodness me. Sick. Well, you have to follow yeah. Dadiri on social media and uh, get on board that uh, that list very soon if you want yourself a beanie. But uh, let's get into it, guys, because we do have to get the bingos up and the big goes down laid down tomorrow. <laughs> Matt said, you, we're right, the deadline is pretty soon. How would you first go about taking that that gorgeous melody that Brendan from Perth gave us and uh, getting a uke and putting it into a song. What's what's the first step, do you reckon, Ro? <laughs> oh, well, I reckon definitely strumming the chords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. No, no, no. Um, 
it's a really technical stuff. It's a catchy melody. I'm so tempted to turn it into a tiny bit of a minor thing, but oh, oh do it, oh, like, do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's loosely major. Loose, it could be minor. We'll see. I think maybe. Well, take it out of that hokey pokey sort of vibe, you know, because it's yeah. definitely yeah. got those similarities. So bring it out of that. Let's get it into its own unique territory. I don't mean to be telling I, you what to do, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just obsessed with that bridge when he says, hang on. It's the climax. Hang on. I got a tone <laughs> around. Yeah. Right. We'll it try could be, yeah, it could be great. I think maybe we get some, like, uh, Alternative rock influences or something. We could even yeah, put some get sound a shaker of- in. Yeah, we'll get the shaker. Oh, yes. The egg shaker's got to be part. The maracas, maybe a tambourine. We'll lay it all down tomorrow, and potentially, Ro, we could get uh, a few bird sound effects on the uh, on the track. I've, I'm going to have to ask <laughs> oh, you to do we? this because I've told <laughs> uh, the crew here about it. Rose, incredible. <laughs> magpie impersonation. I can really envisage the truck going past a magpie sitting on a wheelie bin. Would you please, and I'm so sorry to ask you this, but please give us a rendition of the magpie. It is absolutely incredible. Oh, oh man. Okay, fine. You asked for it. Um, <clears throat> okay, what, did you, what exactly did you just say in magpie? I swear you were speaking... Fluent magpie just then. Well, they Incredible. go up and they go down, right? <laughs> yeah. Someone's cousin. I don't know. Yeah. Magpies are pretty weird like that. <laughs> they certainly are. Alright, Kang, thank you so much for joining us. I will see you in the uh the studio tomorrow. And uh as they say in the business, we're gonna lay it down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. Is that what All they say the in the best, biz? Guys. The deer in row, thank you. We'll catch you later. Catch you later. Bye. Now, Alex Dyson, our next guest is a very good friend of mine. We've been doing comedy around Australia for uh, several years now. And uh, I noticed that he put a pretty wild post on his social medias recently, which goes against everything that he has pledged for this whole year. You might have heard him on Triple M Breakfast in Brisbane. You might have seen him uh, across several different TV shows. Please welcome to the show, Nick Cody. G'day, g'day. How's uh, it going? Not too bad, Nick. Yeah, Matt telling me yesterday, it's like, oh, get Nick on the show. It's amazing. He shaved his head. He's gone He's gone back on alcohol. He was meant to be taking a year off. The man's <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Next minute. Yeah, it was all a prank. It was, yeah. it was just a prank, bro. What happened, man? <laughs> yeah, it was, for, it was for another podcast called The Phone Hacks. And a, a part of it, you hand each other your phones and they're allowed to pick something that they post on your socials. And uh, because I'd been telling everyone I was having a year off booze, they did that and just chucked in a bit of uh, COVID mental action by shaving all my hair off. Um, and I will say, bald blokes really got around me. <laughs> <laughs> you get get a few uh, messages of support from all the friends, hey? So many and then so many upset today. <laughs> when I put up a video with all of my luscious hair. It could have been because you, you quite really you focused on back. how luscious your hair was. Yeah. <laughs> You you got you suddenly got kicked out of all of the uh, bald men support Facebook groups, which uh, you know I'm yeah, sure blocked. exist. <laughs> kicked out and blocked. I can't even search them anymore. They're all gone. How has life been? You did pledge at the beginning of the year that you were going to take a year off drinking. It's a very big uh, you know statement to make. It can be difficult in in our uh, in our you know Aussie larrikin society to make a pledge like that. How's it been going? 
Is that what the Sky News special was about? Death of the Aussie larrikin? Is, is that me off the props, was it? Was that what Kerry-Ann Kennelly was talking about? Uh, I, think, I think it was. She's willing to lay her job on the line for you, Nick, to protect your rights to be a larrikin. Cody can't even have a colonial brewing beer anymore. What has happened to Australia? Um, exactly. I decided to have a year off the froths. Not for anything. Like, I was just getting puffy. Like, I love beers. But you know when your cheeks start to block your peripheral vision? And you go, oh, no. Hold on. I start surprising myself with my own face. I go, all right, I better take the foot off. Um, But I don't think I could have picked a better year. We've got friends, Matt, that are sober people. And they were calling me saying a lot of people are finding this time tough. But I'm at home. Like, if I was out at gigs and in airports and on planes. That tends to be where I where I really want to get on it. I remember when my partner was pregnant, I quit drinking for two months, which, you know, and I love a beer, so that was a that was a big commitment. Yeah. But um, it's so it's funny when you do it, when you do it, because how annoying is it when you don't feel good? Like, <laughs> you, you know, you, you wake oh. up and you've got a headache and you're like, Man. what the hell is this shit? <laughs> I'm supposed to feel good all I the time. I didn't poison myself. <laughs> yeah. I didn't poison myself. I've done everything right on my end. <laughs> Why aren't I happy all the time? <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, I thought too, I've, I, I do breakfast radio on Triple M in Brisbane. I thought I'd get up at 4am. I tried so many times last year to just have beers at night and see how hard it would be in the morning. It was very hard. And now all year I'm still getting up at 10 to 4 and it's still hard. Yeah. Like 10 to 4 is just hard. It's, turns out nighttime, waking up at nighttime is not good. <laughs> when I found like, out about your guy's show, I was so jealous that you'd just do a breakfast podcast. It's the future, my friend. Get on it. Uh, the, the thing for me yeah, with my, my three months off drinking that I took a little while ago was um, how good is it? I'm going to save money. All right, you're not buying all these drinks out. I'm going to save lots of cash. First event I go to, it's a little album launch. Free drinks, everyone. So I feel like I'm losing money <laughs> if, I'm, oh, yeah. if I'm not drinking. <laughs> the worst. And so we're, we're really glad that you could uh, be be here with us. You um you also have got your own podcast. I shouldn't um shouldn't necessarily promote that. I <laughs> don't want you talking talking to uh, about your one with Luke. With Luke Heggie. But, Midfly um, Brawl? Yeah. All right, we'll talk about it's that. It's all about then. Sky Fight. Because you're a big flyer. Double platinum dog, Qantas <laughs> and Virgin. I'm bringing three mates into a lounge anywhere. Uh, not at the moment. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so platinum I can't even see Jetstar planes. Like my vision won't allow it. But yuck. What is that? I mean, uh, another thing, another <laughs> bonus for not drinking this year, because I just read in the paper that they said that no, that a lot of airlines are not doing booze on planes anymore. Well, I've picked the year. It seems to be that a lot of people have pointed out me getting off the grog has almost ended the planet in a lot of ways. Like, it hasn't <laughs> been the best year. Mm. Maybe whichever God people believe in is smiting us because I'm I'm taking time off. So and It seems I'll, that... I'll, Nick- Nick Cody not flying has uh, brought Virgin to its knees as well. Uh, What are you going to do with that platinum card now? It's pretty useless, my friend. You might have to use it at the library or something. I think the beers Matt and I were having in the lounge is what caused the $5 billion in debt in the first place. So I reckon that's Um, probably a part of getting them back in the skies, not letting Matt and I in. So, uh, yeah, Nick Cody and two friends. (laughs) Unlimited beers. It's a recipe for bailout. It's a recipe for bailout. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, um, so Nick Cody, talk to us about the uh, show that's on Amazon tomorrow. It does drop. It's called Last One Laughing Australia. Uh, it was a genuinely crazy experience. They take 10 uh, comedians from around Australia. They, they put us in a room. Last one to laugh wins $100,000. Oh, um, so there's a lot of pressure. It's hard because I'm a big laugher. I enjoy laughing. You know, it's one of the reasons I like comedy is laughing. And I'll be honest, I'm seeing all these funny things happen and not laughing. I'm like, is this how bloggers live? Like, is that <laughs> how they go through life? It sounds, it sounds terrible. <laughs> so much stress. I just let it out. Um, it was very painful not to laugh. But the people I was worried about, because you've got, you know, Frank Woodley, Sam Simmons, they're like large, big character, a lot of characters. Susie Yusuf, a lot of different characters. So, I was expecting them to come in loud and big and over the top. The ones I was worried about were like your Becky Lucas, you know, snide remarks, a little sniper. <laughs> she was, I was worried about her. Anne Edmonds does a few characters that always kill me. I was worried about that. And then you've got people like Ed Cavalier, who I know is very straight down the line. It's those little comments that are going to get me in trouble. But, um, it was just so weird, so fun. Rebel Wilson was awesome to work with. She said the room at the end of it, because we're in there for six hours, she said there was a weird smell to the room. There's a lot of food and liquids got <laughs> filled. There was nudity. There was, I think it was like the, those poor cleaners on a long haul flight. Like we all get off and cleaners on a long haul flight get on in a hazmat suit. And we're like, what's wrong with it? And they don't know. It's just a fart tube. Like, it just stinks <laughs> on that plane. And I think that's what the room became. It was pretty filthy in there, but really good fun. Oh, goodness oh, me. Stuff. I look forward to uh, checking it out. Nick Cody, we better let you go. Thank you very much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. We'll catch you later. Cheers, guys. All Day Breakfast. Uh-oh, Matt. Can you hear it? It's the yeah. music. It's yeah. coming me in. We're no. getting... We're getting the Oscars playoff music because it's because it is the end of another episode of All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for joining us. We very much appreciate you. Hear the Oscars are pu pushed back, by the way. No, I didn't. Yeah, because well, there's no films coming out, so it makes it a bit tough. Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Anyway, but, um, but it means that we're one day closer to hearing some incredible music from yourself, your partner Woods, to Deary, Row, a whole um, mishmash of incredible talents made to to. to different versions of our mundane song. Yeah, Friday's podcast will be giving you the um, the finished product, which will be amazing. Hopefully we'll get some uh, word from Brendan in Perth to see if he likes it. You can put it on in the truck henceforth. Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out. Really appreciate you um, downloading this little podcast. It means a lot to us. So cheers for that. Tell your friends and we'll catch you next All Day Breakfast. Bye. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.